0: parents came up last weekend because I keep them in the cellar. <laughs> That's not true. I don't know who they are. <laughs> Incredible, isn't it? That moment when a child first learns to ride a bike and they set off on their own and you wave at them and they try and wave back. So here I am, Milton Jones, the greatest living Formula One racing driver, with my sister and personal assistant, Susan, and my chief mechanic, Anton. Fasten your seatbelts for an exhilarating adventure from the world of motor racing as I drive you to another case of Milton Jones. (laughs) I'm on lap 23 of the Monte Carlo Grand Prix. Two cars off the lead. I think I've just seen a sign saying tiredness can kill, take a break. But I might just be dreaming. (laughs) If I could only go faster than the speed of sound, then I could win the race, but more importantly, outrun this Phil Collins CD I've just put on by mistake. Must turn it off! Milton, Milton! Is that you, Phil? Remember, this is your in-car radio. We talk to you during the race to give you technical updates and strategies. Well, be quick. I want to listen to the archers in a minute.
1: Milton, it's Susan. Hello, Susan. You've missed the turning. You'll have to go round again.
0: Don't worry, I'll reverse. No <laughs> know Milton, you to concentrate on the race. Tiny errors can cost you vital fractions of a second. Ah, are you saying I shouldn't stop for the Picnic? Picnic? <laughs> as the car crashed, I had an out-of-body experience. I felt myself floating up and looking down on the track and then I realised I was still in my body and I was just having an out-of-car experience. <laughs> as I hit the grandstand and lost consciousness I began to wonder how I, Milton Jones, became a Formula One racing driver. Well, even at school I was always very competitive. Here we go then, with the boys under nine egg
1: and spoon race. Get it! And it's Phillips of 5L in the lead from Chalcott of 5T. Oh, and here comes Milton Jones on the outside in a racing car.
0: Hey. Meanwhile, back in Monte Carlo, I was airlifted from the track and was recovering from the crash in a specialist unit. Oh, look at him. Good to see you, old friend. Oh, no, I, I can't feel my legs. They feel numb and they look like goose flesh.
1: Um... Those are my legs.
0: Sorry. Ah, Mr. Jones, I'm Dr. Dara Mackay. Ah, Spanish. <laughs> now, there are some scalding injuries, Milton, but they're only superficial. That was probably the coffee.
1: You were drinking coffee in the car?
0: Well, apparently I wasn't allowed to stop for the picnic. <laughs>
1: You were making time to see him, Doctor.
0: Oh, well, you should have been in the unit yesterday evening. What was it, Burns Night? (laughs) A little less time joking, Milton, and a little more time spent on your driving. And who knows, one day you might actually beat Henrik Bergeson. Scotsmen are extraordinary, aren't they? Why do you say that? Well, it's amazing to think that every single Scotsman started off as a Scotch egg. (laughs) What? You know, cold and gingery. (laughs) Well, that went well. Henrik Bergerson, I must beat him, I must. Until I do, I'll never rest.
1: Do you want another pillow? Yes, please.
0: <laughs> we should leave you to get some rest. Yes. And you can probably let go of my legs now. OK. And you, Susan. Sorry. Henrik Bergerson. I first met him when he was studying motor engineering at Salzburg University. And I was supposed to be doing geography at Salford. <laughs> He was everything I wasn't. Tall, rich, Norwegian, half gazelle, a tin of pineapple chunks. Okay, he wasn't everything I wasn't. But he was tall, rich and Norwegian. In the last week of college, I bumped into him in the corridor. Hey, careful where you're going. Sorry. It's Jones, isn't it? I thought you'd left a few days ago. I did. I'm trying to find my way out.
1: How can you hope to be a racing driver if you have no sense of direction?
0: Oh, I think you'll find I'm deadly serious, Bergeson. It's my intention I'm to... over here. Sorry. <laughs> Motor racing is in my family. My mother was injured at the Belgian Grand Prix. She was a racing driver? No, lollipop lady. <laughs> Just forget it, Jones. I'll be the world-famous racing driver, and you will never keep up with me. Don't you believe it, Henrik. Every time you look in the mirror, I'll be there. Whether you're in the home straight or going into the first bend or just getting out of the shower and using that red towel with the stripes. (laughs) I'll be there. Oh, and by the way, you're out of shower gel. Just wait till I've won the championship a few times, Jones.
1: We'll see who's smiling
0: then. Oh, and dental floss. After Salzburg, I worked for my dad's dodgy second-hand car business. But I was asked to leave one spring morning when there was a mix-up about putting all the clocks forward. (laughs) I was completely broke, but I managed to get a job as a test examiner. Right, uh, can you read that car number plate over there?
2: Uh, Yes, it's CSG 327W.
0: Oh, hang on, that's my car. Sorry, we're in the wrong vehicle. (laughs) (sighs) Right. Right. When I strike the dashboard with my clipboard, I want you to stop. If I strike the dashboard with my face, you've stopped too fast. Righto. Right, uh, so you pull away from the curb using forward and reverse gears. Okay. Now you want to take the next right. And now the next left. Now I want you to stop here for a second, and I'll be back in a jiff. Oh. Drive, drive, drive! Oh. But it was while I was working as a test examiner that I met the love of my life. Can you turn the radio off, Mr. Hodgkiss? You're supposed to be taking your test. Right, Now, if you could just take the next... <laughs> ambulance.
1: Oh, dear, I'm sorry.
2: Well, hey, you know nothing jackass. Just drove right into my little old...
0: Oh. Mr. Hodgkiss. Sorry.
2: Hey, you're kind of cute.
0: Hmm, perhaps we should swap details. Surely. I was born in a tiny cottage on the outskirts of Harpenden. Removed when I was about three. There's also a sort of scar behind my left thigh from when I was teaching some monkeys to sword fight. And those are about all the details I can think of.
2: Oh, well, hey, I'm real sorry about my vehicle busting up your fender.
0: You're American, aren't you?
2: Is it my accent that gives it away? No,
0: it's the fact you were driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> and the cowboy hat.
2: <laughs> well, silly on me.
0: <laughs> and the gun.
2: Uh,
1: does this mean I fail?
0: Her name was Nancy, and that was how our relationship started. Finally, I would something Henrik didn't. With Henrik's money and good looks, women used to fall at his feet, whereas normally I had to stand by a hole covered with twigs and leaves. <laughs> but with Nancy, it was different. Even the language she used was different. She said tomato, and I said, no, it's Milton. <laughs> for our first date, I took her out for what I hoped would be a typically American evening.
2: Oh, Milton, this evening seems to have gone real quick.
0: Yes, I was a little disappointed with the drive through movie. <laughs> Still, are you hungry?
2: Surely am. Here we are, then. Ah! Er, Milton, this ain't no drive-thru restaurant.
0: I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) Shall we order?
2: I hope they got the kind of things we have back home. Have you ever been to the Deep South?
0: Yeah, but I don't like the fabric softener they use. Excuse me? Southern Comfort. (laughs) Mind you, it tastes a lot better than ours. Nancy introduced me to Alabama fudge cake and blueberry pie. The next night I dressed up in my best suit and introduced her to sherry trifle, rhubarb crumble and a few other stains I couldn't identify. <laughs> At the time I was living just a stone's throw from Brand's Hatch which saw a lot of accidents that year. <laughs> Nancy and I would often have picnics by the side of the track and I often brought along my black and white checkered tablecloth. <laughs> Brand's Hatch also saw a lot of false starts that year. <laughs> And then Nancy introduced me to Anton, who was working for one of the Formula One teams. I took a shine to him straight away, but he said he'd prefer me to clean the cars. (laughs) Now, do you think you can do that, Milton? No problem. I used to work at a garage where there was a jet wash, but nowhere to land the plane. (laughs) Well, just keep the sponsor's logo nice and clean. Right. As you know, everything we do is designed to support our two drivers, Mortensen the Finn and Walensky the Pole. Doesn't that get confusing, you know, if the fin's in pole position, and what if they're up against the bloke from Lapland? Well, Yeah, and what if the fin's in pole position, and just before the finish, the fin from the pole's car falls onto the fin's lap, so instead of lapping the lap, the fin loops the loop?
1: Okay, everyone, Morton's coming to the pits this lap. Milton, we need someone to fill the car with petrol and get it back on the track within eight seconds. Here he is! go, go, go! Go! One, two, three, four, seal. So
0: pressurising and start eight. go! 8.3 and log it. X, Milton, that was really. Who are you phoning? The well, police. He drove off without paying. <laughs> After this incident, my job was given to Susan. We'd been through a lot together fences, fields, cricket matches. In truth, neither of us had very good navigational skills. <laughs> I was relegated to making the tea. Soon, Walensky the Pole was in the pits lane, taking on fuel. Walensky's
1: coming in. Let's do it. Tyres! Fuel! Tea!
0: Milton, no! Oops! <coughs> Pardon? <coughs> Sorry, I'll have to take your helmet off. <coughs> and what was it you saying?
1: <coughs> Milton, you've scolded him with a T. He can't go on. Anton, you'll have to finish the race in his place. Susan,
0: I'm not sure I can.
1: But you were a professional racing driver.
0: You were the best. I know, Susan, but... After what happened in the race in the streets of Dusseldorf in 84, I swore I'd never drive again. As cars crashed into each other at high speed, I stopped to pull men from the wreckage. And then as I turned back to look at my car, I saw a sight which shocked me to my very core. A
1: dying man fighting for life! No,
0: I'd been clamped. Still, you have to admire their efficiency.
1: You can do this, Anton. I know you can.
0: Maybe you're right Maybe I could finally put the incident behind me by getting back behind the wheel and driving like I've never driven before. Maybe. I, Milton,
2: come back!
0: But I was already gaining on Bergeson. I'd come a long way in a short time, which is exactly what a racing driver is supposed to do. Rather than a short way in a long time, which is what a taxi driver does. I should know. I used to be one. I used to take a lot of pop stars in my cab... But well, they never seemed to know where they were going. Once, Jerry Rafferty, David Bowie, Bonnie Tyler, and Boney M all got in. It was terrible. Right, where's everyone going? Jerry? Baker Street. Baker Street, right. Mr. Bowie! Turn around. No, just tell me where you're going. Turn left! Oh dear, well there where are you going, Miss Tyler? Turn around. Okay. Every now and then I get a little bit lonely And you're never coming around Uh-huh Turn around Make your mind up Every now and then I get a little bit tired Of listening to the sound of my teeth. This is ridiculous <laughs> Every
2: now and then I get a little bit nervous That the best of all the years have gone by
0: Get out <laughs> Sorry about that Boney M she does a bit, doesn't she? <laughs> anyway, where would you like to go?
2: By the rivers of Babylon.
0: I'm not going that far south at this time of night.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, you'll have to pay cash like everyone else. <laughs> So, here I am in hospital, recovering from my crash at the Monte Carlo Grand Prix. Next to me, the pole, Walensky. I feel partially responsible, so I do my best to help him. Hey, it's uh, time for your ointment. I'll get it for you. Come on, Mr. Walensky. Drink the ointment. No! <laughs> Every day, Nancy visited me in hospital. Milton! Nancy! How are you? A bit bored. Physically, I'm fine, there. It's the mental scars that take longer to heal, like the one I did with the spoon on the inside of my nose.
2: Listen, my daddy's a billionaire, and he wants to sponsor your little old automobile. I didn't want to tell you before, in case it made things kind of weird between us.
0: Couldn't you have told me when we were paintballing the llamas?
2: He's just bought a mighty big company in the UK and says you're just perfect to advertise
0: it. Well, I'm not being sponsored by a cigarette company again.
2: Ethical reasons?
0: No, they just made me do the Italian Grand Prix on a camel.
2: Here's the contract.
0: Nancy, this changes everything.
2: What? My daddy's money?
0: No, look, I've got a bottle of (laughs) Tipex. The next Grand Prix is in Brazil. And it turns out I'm a natural.
1: Keep going, Milton. It's amazing. It's almost like the car is driving itself.
0: Oh, it is. The car is almost entirely computerised.
1: You mean Milton isn't really driving it?
0: It's just as well, Susan. Is this the sound of a professional racing driver? Vroom, vroom,
1: vroom! Nyee. Come on, we'll get them, mutley. <laughs> I suppose not.
0: Anyway, these days the cars are so sophisticated it would take a complete idiot to...
1: <laughs> Milton, are you all right?
0: Yeah, just a few cuts and scratches. Nothing a glass of ointment won't cure. Bad luck, old chap. It was a freak accident. A
1: camel running onto the track like that.
0: Well done. Trying to avoid it, Milton. Avoid it? (laughs) The race is still in progress. Clear the track. Look out! It It turned out that Nancy's dad owned the franchise of an instant potato company. So written down the side of my car was the word smash. (laughs) There had just been a ten-car pile-up, but at least the sponsor was pleased. These days, when I get behind the wheel of a car, I become a different person. Unfortunately for me, that person's Barbara Cartland. <laughs> but after three successive defeats, the press are demanding answers. So we called a press conference. Mr Jones, Mr Jones, this is the third time Ferguson has beaten you this year. What do you think makes him such a successful driver? Ah, I think I can feel that one. Um, well, he is very professional. Uh, well, you say that, but look at the way he opened the champagne on the wedding podium. <laughs> I mean, he made a complete mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very amusing, Milton. And he's got no fashion sense either. I mean, did you see that big leafy necklace he was wearing? <laughs> I mean, what a loser. Yes,
1: well, obviously, it's been a long day, and Milton's a little bit um, delirious.
0: Uh, yes, time, time for one more question, I think. Uh,
1: Yeah, is it true Milton's been booked for BBC's Question of Sport?
0: Uh, yes, it's always been my ambition to work with someone who was in Star Wars. What? Oh, no, it's Sue Barker, isn't it? <laughs> Although I'd lost the last three races, I was pretty sure that I was gaining the psychological advantage over Bergeson. He began to avoid me more and more. In fact, whenever I saw him, he sped off as fast as he could. As a result, he won three more Grand Prix. <laughs> I was going to have to play Dirty. Anton was above such things, but I knew I could rely on my sister. Now it was war. No holds barred. The gloves were coming off. Ouch. Ouch!
1: Ouch! Well, next time you climb over barbed wire, keep your gloves on. OK. I can't believe we're breaking into Henrik's garage and sabotaging his car. It's
0: the only way. Pass me the hook.
1: No, I'll do it. No,
0: oh, give you to me. Oh. You see, this is why they call it a grappling hook.
1: <laughs> Just be careful. <laughs>
0: Now, watch out. There are all sorts of motor-racing-type people wandering around. OK, press this button. Oh, Get off! Sorry, Jensen. Here we go. The door's opening. Look out! It's a trap!
1: And a pony! How lovely!
0: Never mind that. We've got a job to do. And so I managed to get to Hendrick's car and cut the brakes. He won the next race by ten laps. Which meant he'd won the driver's championship. I'd failed. Oh, never mind, Milton. I'm sorry, I gave it my best shot. Then I dropped the crossbow. All they have to do now is check the cars have kept to the strict weight regulations. Of course, the slightest thing can make a difference. Even my baby on board sticker? Yes. And the baby seat? Yes. And the baby? That too. You out! (laughs) Have you heard the news? Yes. First there were Smarties, then Smarty ice cream, and the other day I heard someone talking about Smarty pads. No. Henrik Bergerson has been disqualified. Ah, his car suspiciously overweight, was it?
1: Oh, well that would explain the bike rack and the horse box.
0: Bike rack, horse box, zebra. I don't know what you're talking about. You didn't say zebra, did you? No. Bother.
1: How did you get in when there were so many people around?
0: Aha. Uh-huh.
1: You dressed up as one of his mechanics?
0: No, I dressed up as the Norwegian rock group. Uh-huh. Aha.
1: <laughs> well, it doesn't matter, because Henrik has been disqualified and banned from the next seven races.
0: Now what you have to do is win the next seven races.
1: Qualifying for each in pole position.
0: And then beat Bergerson in the last Grand Prix of the season on the streets of London. It's almost too simple. <laughs> to help me with the next race, Anton suggested I do some simple visualisation exercises. I imagine myself as a chariot racer in ancient Rome. You're in ancient Rome. I can see myself now. Where are you? In the reflection of this Kit Kat rapper. <laughs> no, I, I want you to think of yourself in ancient Rome. The crowd are cheering. You're a hero. I'm a hero. You're a champion. I'm a champion. You're ben Hur. I'm Ben Hur. Russell Crowe.
1: All I want to do is have some fun.
0: Russell Crowe. <laughs> Not Sheriff. Sorry. You enter the arena in your chariot, and I've got knives attached to my wheels. And the crowd are showing their approval by putting their thumbs up. Hitchhikers, eh? Now I can't take all of you. <laughs> Caesar comes to greet you. Caesar, would you like a lift? I can take you as far as.
1: Oh, my legs! Sorry about that. Take him and throw him to the Christians. Goodbye.
0: Hmm. Not sure what happened there. Let's do some press apps instead. (laughs) The night before the next race, I couldn't sleep. If I was honest with myself, in a way, I'd already lost the race, my career, and more importantly, my car keys. (laughs) Eventually, I fell asleep. I had a nightmare about the worst passengers I'd ever picked up. Simon and Garfunkel. All right, then. Where to? Scarborough. Scarborough? Have you got enough money? Have you got the, you know... Yeah, fair. Whose name did you book the cab under? Parsons. Now, you have to answer. What's the name? Lee Sage. Lee Sage? No, I've never heard of him. I'm sure there was another name. Rosemary. That's it. Uh, when was it booked for? Time. Yes. What time was it booked for? The Please try. Marie. Yeah, you. Oh, dear. Well, what was the address then? 2-1. 2-1 what? 21 Scarborough Street. Who lives there? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Rosemary. She yeah, yeah, I, I'd love to stop and chat, but I've got a job to do, and it's difficult enough as it is. Still, it's better than working down a, you know. My... <laughs> For the next seven races, I drove like I had never driven in my life with the handbrake off. Well done, Milton, you've won. That's seven in a row. You really are good at Connect Four. Another game, anyone? With
2: well, the winner after the please approach the victory
0: podium. This is the proudest moment of my life. I seem to have conquered my lack of sense of direction. Thank you, fans. Thank you. Where are you? <laughs> oh, there you are. Tokyo, Rome, Budapest, Vienna. Eventually, I found my way home. By the time Henrik Bergerson was allowed to race again, I was breathing down his neck and he didn't like it. Get out of my overalls, will you? I'm in them already. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. And so to the final race. The Strand, Tower Bridge, Stonehenge, London had never been bigger. (laughs) I was going to have to take my A to Z. We've been away so long, doesn't the capital look fantastic?
1: Just look at that skyline. St Paul's Cathedral, Westminster Abbey, the post-office... Where's the post-office tower?
0: Oh, it's uh, been incorporated inside that large Asda. (laughs) Cutbacks, you know. OK, Milton. Susan will be in the pits and I'll be in a helicopter up above, updating you from the air.
1: The bad news is that all the traffic lights are being left
0: on and the roadworks are still there as usual. And I suppose all the manhole covers are still missing? I hadn't heard about that. Nor had I. Now, who wants to come back to my place for a game of Giant Connect Four? <laughs> that night, I saw Nancy. We went for a romantic walk around the city, but something wasn't right.
2: Milton, I can't help feeling that you're using me.
0: Okay, you can get off my back. It stopped raining.
2: <laughs> it's a sponsorship money, ain't it? It makes things kind of awkward, don't it? Maybe. Sometimes I think you don't rightly care for me. Nancy,
0: no, I couldn't bear to lose you. Ah, Ah, but you see, on the plus side, uh, we will be able to play Giant Connect Four. (laughs) I was desperate to get her back, so I went to Tilbury Docks and waited by the sluice gates. (laughs) But when I found her, she kept her distance, which was probably just as well. The more I thought about it, the more I couldn't bear to be without her. But the race was about to begin. OK, Milton, I can see everything from up here. You're in second place. Henrik is three seconds ahead of you. I'm going as fast as I can. I'm doing 184 miles an hour down the Houston Road. Hang on, I'm being overtaken by a Royal Mail van. Get him past, Milton. Where are you now? I'm winding my way down Baker Street. Light in your head and dead on your feet. Well, another crazy day, you drink the night away and forget about everything. Milton, concentrate on the race. Milton, put the saxophone down. I'm sorry, I've got Nancy on my mind. You're not using her as an umbrella again, are you? Now, stop at the lights.
1: Roses, ten pound a dozen, just ten pound a dozen.
0: Perfect, I'll take two dozen. I was lost, both physically and emotionally. So I pulled into the pits and called out an AA man. I'd always wanted to meet someone who runs on little batteries. (laughs) Just then, a mechanic came over who looked very familiar. Nancy! What are you doing here? Milton. You're wearing the black and yellow overalls of Bergeson's team.
2: Uh, This is not what it looks like.
0: You mean you haven't become a giant wasp?
2: (laughs) No. Why would I do that?
0: For the honey, of course.
2: Milton, please.
0: How could you? Well, you might as well have these. I bought them at the side of a road.
2: Eight copies of the Evening Standard.
0: <laughs> I ate the flowers.
2: Well, Milton, I got a little present for you. You know, seeing as how you're always reminding me you shouldn't fill up with sugar and all. You didn't. I did. You didn't. I did. You didn't. I did. You have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, do you?
0: No.
1: <laughs>
2: I filled up Hendrick's petrol tank with sugar. Yeah. She
0: blows. Milton, Henrik's car is ablaze. That's terrible. That's awful. Milton, I didn't realise you... No, I forgot to bring the marshmallows. (laughs) That's what happens when you don't let me bring a picnic.
1: Milton, it's me. You've got to give up the race and rescue Henrik.
0: Phil Collins, your voice seems higher. (laughs) Are you going loco down in Acapulco? I'm very proud, Milton. You may have lost the driver's championship, but carrying Burgesson to safety was a victory for humanity. And a defeat for my sense of direction. I was trying to put him back in the burning car. I feel ashamed. Because you misjudged Milton? No. Just look at me. I told you that baby seat would come in handy.
1: (laughs) He looks sweet.
0: Smells sweet, too.
1: Henrik, what's the taste of defeat like?
0: Strangely caramelly. Ah. Well, we're all very proud of you, Milton. But look at the state of your car. The slashed tyres, the crumpled doors. Just look at your bonnet. What? Do you think I should take it off now? (laughs) Another case of Milton Jones, starring Milton Jones, Tom Goodman Hill as Anton, and Debbie Chasen as Susan. It also starred Dave Lamb and Lucy Montgomery. It was written by Milton Jones and James Carey, and the producer was David Tyler. The programme was a positive production for the BBC. And listen again next time when you can catch another case of Milton Jones!